0: Welcome into the harvest friends we are here to bring you the confidence and clarity you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life my name is Lakeith I'm joined by my two co-hosts Abigail and Andrew what's up guys how you doing hey, Keith. hey good
1: that's
0: good that's good so today we have a very exciting episode as we gear up for uh, summer we're talking about maxing out with God we're not talking about the gym we're not talking about credit cards Talking about maxing out our time with God, but before we start, we got a listener question coming from Luis de los Santos, and uh, this guy's been a loyal listener for a long time, so we appreciate your support. We're excited for your question, and his question is: Was the United States instituted by God as a Christian nation? If not, what should our expectation for its laws be? And I'm going to do what every good host does when they don't know the answer to the question, pass it off to one of the other. So Abby, what do you think about that?
1: Okay, great. I also know very little about this, um, but I'll tell you what I think. Um, no. <laughs> we are not a Christian nation. Um, I see nothing in scriptures to say that we were instituted by God. Um, we do have... Um, a pretty uh, exciting and sordid history that includes believers um, in our, um, you know, our history. We, we have had people of faith throughout the generations of the United States of America, which is, by the way, still a baby nation. So um, we should just definitely keep that in mind, too. Um, I don't know. Maybe we're in our terrible twos. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> the bottom line is that I could see why people might think that, but I really don't see anything in scripture that would really, truly back that up. I think um, you could really go some crazy conspiracy theories and maybe you could, but I I don't, I have not seen any personally that could convince me. However, I love the second part of your question, which was, you know, how, what should we ex- have expectation for our laws? Um, I think that um, just in the last few years, um, I've been doing a little bit more digging about our history and about politics in general um, in the United States, and it's fascinating, by the way, and super gross. Um, It's not fun. I hate politics. And uh, (laughs) gross in the sense that if you had any kind of idealistic um, views, um, they're just like going to be shot immediately. And I guess I was being idealistic. (laughs) Um, So that's why I say gross. Uh, But I think that that did help me with our current state of affairs, um, to be very uh, not quick to jump on bandwagons um, and jump on to various like one, one um, what's the word? Like not topic, but one issue, like one issue uh, voting I think is, is really a messy situation when we just pick one thing that we feel like as believers we should stand against. And so we really put blinders on to everything else. Um, so I think how we should see our leaders and laws is just like the Bible says, we should respect them and follow them as best we can, um, but we should also not put our hope and trust in them. So I think when we are grieved by the state of our country and our government, we should just pray more, um, be as respectful as possible. And and when we are voting, we should be very careful to not get blinded by our own, um, like moral and Christian viewpoints. Um, does that make sense? I guess that's probably the part that's a little bit difficult because I think, you know, there are things that grieve me deeply um, about our politicians and the things that the platforms that they stand on. Um, and I, but at every single election I have to choose the lesser of evils. Um, and so I think it's a very prayerful and personal uh, choice but I, I think we can at least rest easy that it's not like this is some Christian nation that we're trying to like get back. Um, we are just, we're just living here and uh, this is not our kingdom. <laughs> right, I like, how, I like
0: how Abby said, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't have anything for this question. She's literally
1: everything. I'm impressed, Good I'm night. I'm just saying that you can like, you could have tuned out for the last two minutes is all I'm saying. That <laughs> would, You would be fine if you just ignored me and signed you got you caught me though
2: (laughs) this this uh question is a great one because what you said too, abigail was the second part of expectations because what struck me is where where do we put our hope and and what's our focus because if if the united states was instituted by god as a christian nation um, then there would be a need for us to expect and fight that that nation stay Christian. If, if God had a, a divine plan that involved the US being a Christian nation, then that's something that uh, we should have certain expectations for its laws. Um, but I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that the United States was instituted by God as a Christian nation. I think all those words are important. I do think I, I'm reading in the Old Testament right now and in the book of Ezra, and it's very clear, like reading Daniel, reading the prophets, You know, that was a time where God's people were very much in um, a, a difficult situation where they had, they had lost their homeland, they had lost the temple. They really were uh, a people without uh, an anchor. Um, and, and in that case, God had instituted Israel as a unique nation among the nations of the, of the earth, that they were his people. And so there were real expectations for the laws of Israel and the expectations for kings. And yet they had, uh, they had lost that. And yet God was still working through um, really wicked kings like Nebuchadnezzar and, and kings like um, Cyrus and Darius. And, and yet the, the goal was not to, to turn the Babylonian empire into, into God's people it was to be faithful as god's people in the midst of a culture and a political system that was absolutely not um god honoring but i read this um yesterday and they were rebuilding the temple and it says they finished building according to the command of the god of israel and the decree of cyrus darius and artaxerxes king of persia and so their their expectation was let's do what we can to to be the people that God has called us to be. And in in Ezra's time, that was to rebuild the temple. Actually, this was a little bit before Ezra, but he was the one writing about it. Um, And so they were trying to rebuild the temple. And it just so happened that, uh, that, that that was God's plan. That's why it says it was the command of God that they do this. But also God moved in the hearts of emperors like Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, to make that possible, and so I, I guess I'll, I'll try to like really uh, convince this. I think we have a real challenge in America, um, and like you said, Abigail, it, we're, we're a baby country. But the distinction is, we are a representative um, form of government, and so we we have more um, we have more of a sense that we're responsible for the laws of our country because yeah, we're, we're voting. And I think that's a a real challenge for us as Christians that even though we do have a say, we have a say in the laws of the land. And so we should should vote in line with what we see in scriptures and what the spirit is guiding us. I don't think we should have expectations that the system itself is always going to reflect and endorse um, those views. Um, But that doesn't mean that we cannot be faithful as God's people. We just need to not lose the focus that the goal is not to have a Christian nation. The goal is to be faithful as God's people, regardless of whether the nation we're part of is very positive towards faith, or as it's seeming to do, becoming less and less positive, and maybe even um, in some ways hostile to uh, a life of faith. And I know we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later in the show with our faith and culture
0: segment so people yeah. stick around because we're uh,
1: <laughs> gonna get juicy yeah.
0: we're getting into it are you guys saying that i shouldn't manifest my destiny is that what you're no i'm just kidding i think uh, <laughs> i think a good example also is just like the military like when these guys go into foreign nations and Uh, you know they have to uh, exist amongst the people and there's a law of the land but they're they're held to a different standard and like that's the one that has to be on their hearts because they know they're ambassadors Uh, despite what people are doing around them they have to be resilient in their laws because they know that they answer to a different person so it's the same with us like I agree with both both of you guys and what you said so uh, I think that was a really good question Luis and uh, if you want to send us more questions uh, we would love to hear from you I think that's a big part of our show we want to answer the questions that you guys have so message us on Facebook uh, DM us on uh, Instagram and let's see if I can get this right you can send us an email at info at harvest. we'll answer your questions All right. For our main topic today, we're talking about maxing out with God. I love that. I don't know why I think, because I've seen it in so many different ways. So I think, uh, I mean, this could possibly be our last show before the break and uh, we're going into summer. So I like this, uh, synergy. We can go in with but how do we max out our time, uh, with the Lord? And the first area we're going to focus on is, uh, the idea of prayer and, uh, I think I've been struck by the question that, is it is it possible to enhance our prayer life? Especially if you've been walking with the Lord for a while, where you grew up praying. You've seen so many models of praying, but is it is it possible to go deeper in the area? So I'm going to send it to Abby first. Abby, what do you think about that question, enhancing your prayer life?
1: Oh, Totally. I totally think you can enhance your prayer life. Um, because I feel like mine is continually changing and growing, hopefully growing. Um, and I think it's something that when we look at the big picture of our life, that this is an area that we're supposed to be moving upwards in. So, um, so I think maybe the the question is, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like this is something that you would like to grow in, you know, how can you do that? Um, and I think for me, uh, it has really been about changing it up, um, changing up the the way that I pray um, or even how I'm doing it. Um, I think that I've talked on this podcast before about how I have prayer cards, I brought mine along If you're, if you're watching on YouTube Um, and I've done this for like quite a few years, I think I have a stack of about six of these cards for the past six years. Um, And it's really helpful for me because it keeps me on track. Um, But I I think that's like my everyday prayer life. And what we're talking about today is how to max it out. Um, And it's really like perfect timing because um, just this weekend, um, my husband and I were talking about some things um, that we just really needed guidance on. Um, we really need to hear the Lord speak to us about, um, in our ministry. And so, um, just this week, you know, we're really needing to, to hear from God in a deeper way, um, in a really tangible way, honestly. And so we're trying to step out in faith in that. And I think, um, fasting is really a part of that. Um, That by by taking some time to fast, um, either from food or from something in your life, um, it really does take it to an intensity and a a maxing out, to use your word, (laughs) Um, that I think has been really helpful for me. Um, And so, in partnership with that, um, in saying, you know, I'm going to fast because of this, you know, thing that we really want to hear from God about. Um, that kind of puts you into this state of like wanting to then take time to listen. Um, a lot of our prayers are like us talking to God. Um, and I think the most special and wonderful prayer times that I've had have been listening to God speak, which is really cool. So I think that those two kind of go hand in hand, um, having some, something that we do on our end, um that really kind of brings us the focus in and then um just really trying to spend time listening which may sound like a scary thing but that's mm. all I'll say I guess I, <laughs> I can't I want to hear from you guys too so
0: yeah no Abby that was really good I think uh I appreciated what you said too because I do think that there's combination between fasting and praying and then uh I think that was a perfect segue for mine I think I think some of sometimes the circumstances so, if you look at Jesus's life, um, one of his prayers for food was very much like he looked up to heaven, raised his hands, and he said, "Thank you for the food." You know, but when it came to choosing the men he was going to invest in to give the mission to, it was this all night, you know, almost you know, overnight prayer session that he had. And if you fast forward uh, to the garden, you know, when it was his will versus the will of God, you know, or like the, you know, the flesh trying to take over. Um, that was some very deep and intense prayer you know so i think some of it is circumstantial you know like you have to be uh in the midst you know of uh something that's forcing you to pray and i got a quote from a couple of years ago when we used to post on instagram some of our quotes and it says that i'm thankful for every circumstance good or bad that forces you to pray and uh that's what i'm thinking about what abby was saying like her and Brett are being forced to pray and seek god in areas. Uh, that they can't handle. And that's a good thing because the prayer and the depth that you get out of that is something that you can't get outside of that circumstance. So I think, uh, yeah, as you go through seasons of life, like really directing your prayers in that way. So Andrew, how about you, man? Well, before I jump into sharing
2: a couple of thoughts, Abby, I think fasting may be one of those lost lost arts um, within modern, modern Christianity.
1: Because it's so- rough.
2: It's, it's, it's definitely rough. Uh, certainly in, in first world countries like our own, um, I think fasting is, is kind of a lost art. So would you be willing to share just some practical, like you, you've had a, a recent Maybe you're fasting right
1: now. I I, I don't know if yeah. it's
2: still happening or.
1: I don't think I'm supposed to talk about it. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. This is. I thought this, about it. I was like, "This is a Whoa. different context, right? This, this is, is a different context. Oh, I think." So, I mean, but but it's there's fine. different ways to fast, so you don't have to share it specifically what you're doing right, right now. Right. Yes. Like, I'll be
1: very general. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that there are um that it's very personal to you. So uh, I think in deciding that you should fast um it's then some prayer time about what that should look like um if it's a long-term fast like we're talking weeks or months um you know you could do i have people probably heard of the daniel fast where it's mm-hmm. like food and vegetables essentially um, food yeah. water that's what I meant <laughs> food being vegetables and water sorry so, you, so
2: you're still <laughs> drinking water and you're eating vegetables
1: thank you Indeed. but nothing beyond that exactly um uh you know a a day fast might be from sun up to sun down I'm um, not eating um anything um you can fast from different things in your life like social media or you know yeah I know shocking. <laughs> um or just things that you maybe do a lot of um, by taking away something uh, would clear up some space and add a void to your life. Um, So those are things that we uh, have done and seen others do on a regular basis. Uh, I know people who give up sugar, like almost a lint type fast, where they're giving up something that they enjoy and love. Yeah. So I think it it can be very personal though. I usually um when I feel a call to fast, um I either know right away what I should give up or mm-hmm. um just in prayer the lord makes it very clear like this is the type of fast you should do and for this long. Um and I I think that uh the lord is really faithful to to speak to that. But those are I do you guys have any other examples of what um it's I think the the general idea of fasting is doing without giving up and um, being kind of in a state of
2: right reasonable. yeah yeah there, there there are ways to seek God that involve engagement and then there there are actually ways of seeking God that involve uh, abstaining and so fasting is one of those ways you're actually seeking God even though the method you're using is to to go without uh, something for a particular period of time so I, I think that that's a uh, I think it's really helpful, and I do think that's one of the, a lot of people probably haven't fasted, or, or they haven't done it very much, and this question is about ways to enhance your prayer life, and I do think mm-hmm. that if that's something that you're not familiar with, uh, try it out. Have a very specific time frame, um, you're gonna, yeah. something that you're going to...
1: Something
0: achievable. Exactly. That (laughs) circumstance is going to change when your belly's screaming at you and you're uh, really wanting to go back. You know, you can pray a lot deeper then.
1: You know, what I, I do want to add this too um, is that it really is a very, um, spiritual thing. And I know this because I think several of us have done like intermittent fasting before right. where you fast for, you know, just for dietary reasons, for health yep. reasons. So I remember the first time that I was, I had been doing intermittent fasting and then I had to, I was doing a spiritual fast and I went in soups, coffee, like confident. I was like, oh, man, really know how to fast already. And like, no, it was, I was immediately starving. <laughs> I'm like, so I just, I, I use that as like an example of this is it, it it's hard. Um, it is a, a, a discipline or like, it's something that we can kind of build up our muscles in. So don't be discouraged. Thanks. Right. Um, do not get discouraged. in if you're new to fasting, um, it, it really is hard. And there's a reason for that. Um, so yeah, I just yeah. want to encourage you that it's hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good segue into what I was going to share. Um, like I said, I, I've been reading in Daniel, and we think of prayer, obviously, it's a very spiritual exercise. I mean, um, if you're not a person of faith, then prayer is crazy, because you're just sort of talking into the air, <laughs> or you're having an imaginary conversation with Um, a a being that doesn't exist but that's why you know prayer itself is is one of the most basic acts of faith that that we can practice because it is it is a vote of confidence on our part that not only does God exist but he is aware of who we are and what's going on and he's willing to to listen and to to step in and be involved in the world around us and, and in our lives and so um but because we see it as such a spiritual activity, things like fasting um, can really help because you're, you're marrying your, your physical experience in life with this spiritual act of faith that, that you're practicing. And in a similar way, um, reading in Daniel, where it says that he would pray three times a day and he would go up into his upper room, he would open the window and he would pray towards Jerusalem. And I just, it, it struck me like how, how specific and how um, geographic, I don't know, how, how physical all of that was, that, that, that there was a time of day, three times a day, there was a very specific dedicated space that he would go to. And then you could even say that there was a, a specific uh, order of, of action that he took opening the window, praying towards Jerusalem. That dude was um, definitely a J, bro, definitely. A jail. <laughs> and apparently this was this was his routine um and so one thing that i do believe we can do to enhance our prayer life is just to be more orderly about it which doesn't mean that that you can only pray during those times um but if your prayer life is is only characterized by randomness and and when you feel like praying or when you're especially anxious or when there's something going on if that's the only time you're praying then there's so much more you can do to enhance your prayer life uh, just by being a little bit more orderly and organized about it. So praying at specific times of the day. Um, We've talked about going on prayer walks on this podcast before. Again, that's a great way to marry your physical reality with the spiritual activity that you're doing. Um, So those are some things that I've tried to do is praying at regular times during the day, going on prayer walks. Um, And that's been really helpful even like you were saying earlier abigail having like a written prayer list some people might look at that and say oh that's 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 a little too rote um but again it's, it's just a way of of bringing the spiritual and connecting to something physical that can that can really help you um and so hopefully folks can can think about that as a way of enhancing
0: yeah thanks guys i think that was all like great answers for sure i uh, hope somebody that's listening takes up and away from that and I think the last thing I'll add on is just the posture and the heart posture but also physical posture you know like
1: uh
0: instances in the bible where you see like the was it the um it was the pharisee next to the guy who was beating on the breast of his chest you know who was he couldn't even look up to god you know he couldn't look up to heaven and god actually admired that you know so especially with my house like there was a moment where when we first got the house, like I laid flat on the ground, like face, touching the germs, to bring it on, you know, like, but I wanted to give it to God. Like I wanted my body to, to be as low as possible to show God um, my gratitude. So these are all ways we think you can en- enhance your prayer life. We would love to hear back from you. I think some of my takeaways was uh, Abby talked about mixing it up uh, and not just going with the same routine. And then he talked about fasting. Um which I think is huge, and I think I brought up circumstances, like praying through your circumstances, and Andrew, you brought up like rhythm praying, like uh, almost how Daniel did it, so uh, yeah, take those and, and try to run with them, experiment, and let us know how it goes. All right, for a second second segment on how to max out with God, we're talking about going deeper in your time with God, and I love that we didn't say uh, reading the Bible or quiet time or all of these terms that we use, but Hey, going deeper with spending time with God. Uh, what does that look like? And um, I think there's a, a lot there and uh, we don't have forever with the show. So I'm going to pass <laughs> the ball to Andrew. What do you think, Andrew?
2: Well, I love that we're talking about maxing out your, your time with God. And that's that's the, the thing that's distinct about our faith, I believe, is that we, we truly believe that God invites us to draw near to him, to spend time with him. So yes, Yes, we're called to believe in him, to trust him as we go about our lives, but we're also called to to seek him, to draw near to him, to spend time with him, because not only are we alive and conscious, but God is alive, he exists, he's conscious, and so um, we've got this open invitation to spend time with God, and the question is, are we taking advantage of that? Are Are we maxing out on that invitation and that opportunity? And it does, you know, relationships really are built on communication. And so we've talked about prayer, our opportunity to speak to God. Um, and I do think that to listen to him um, is critical to, to not only just be a one-way conversation, but to, to listen and hear from God. And so um, I, I'm also reading in Hebrews right now in my <laughs> uh, in my daily time. And I love the way Hebrews starts. It says, uh, Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. And I think that that's that's such a great snapshot of the character and activity of God, that God is a God who wants to speak to us, and he's been doing it for a long time. Ever since long ago, God was speaking to our fathers. But he also has a method of doing that. He spoke to our fathers through the prophets. Um, And then he goes on to say that in these recent days, God has spoken to us through his son. And so it's really a great way to describe the Bible that long ago, God spoke to the prophets. That's our Old Testament. But in these recent days, he's spoken to us through his son, Jesus. And that's really the, that's where we get the New Testament. It's all about the life teachings and mission of Jesus. And so, you know, if you want to max out your your time going deeper Listening to God, then you have to go where he's where he's speaking. So if you think about it like a radio um, You know, there's a certain frequency that God is communicating through And there's a place where you can turn the dial where you can really begin to hear what it is that God wants to tell you And you know that frequency is what we call the Bible. So if you if you tune in to the Bible Your chances of hearing the words of God go way up and now you're not just hoping to catch a random word from God here or there that you can regularly uh, tune in and listen to what he has to say Um, so one thing that I've done as I read um, I try to read daily and one thing that I've done to help me go deeper is I will I will always have a, a pen with me I don't have one with me right now but when I'm reading, mm, <laughs> I will have a pen. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but, but I usually use, uh, oh boy, how do I get the camera? Red, red and blue is what I use. And so, if Mirror. it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, red, white, and blue. Um, that, that helps me, um, if, if something stands out to me as I read, then I'll underline it. And if it really stands out to me, I'll, I'll underline it in red. And it's just a way of sort of uh, trying to sift through what is it that God is saying to me. And so when I finish my reading, I'll go back and I'll, I'll read just those underlined sections from the chapter. And I'll, I'll, I'll spend extra time thinking about that and I'll pray about that. Because I believe when I'm reading the Bible, I'm not just reading a book. Um, but I'm in the presence of God and his spirit is able to uh, impress certain parts of what I'm reading into into my consciousness that hey this this is important for you to be thinking about Andrew so I I don't want to just sort of um what there's a difference between hearing and listening and so to me underlining helps me listen uh as I'm reading and not just kind of be going through the motion of, of reading God's word so that's uh that's one thing that I would share with folks is find a way of marking in your bible as you read uh consistently but what about
0: you, Keith? Um, do you have uh, something that helps you out? Andrew, sometimes I think there's moments in our friendship where I realize like, man, I really like this guy. God, man, uh, I think I That's really like that you went back to the basics, man, because uh, I was in the same place. I think it was actually something Cecil said. Uh, I think he was talking about a way to push people or get them moving in their faith. and He talked about how most people have never really committed to the scriptures. They haven't made it one time, the descriptions And I don't say that to anybody, Jane, you know, but committing to the, that relationship. Um, to, and I'm going to spend time with God. And eventually, they're going to finish it, you know. And we always bring up the movie thing, you know. But there's movies I rewatch. And it's not that I haven't seen them before. It's because I want... I want to catch different things the second time around. And then they hit, they really do just hit a little differently. Like when you know it's coming, you've seen the build up, and you see how it's connecting, and you're like ready for it, you know? So I think a part of going deeper and um, enhancing your time with God um, it's literally just by doing it, like repetitions. And um, I'll, I'll give you a quick story, real quick. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, our Otis uh, son was kind of acting up. We couldn't figure out. Uh, what was going on? It was just this, it almost felt like the spirit of rebellion, you know. So I'm like, all right, bro, we're going on a walk today, all right. So tonight, when everybody, you know, we're, we're just gonna walk so we're walking, talking, we're sifted through it all. And, uh, like his point was, hey, we don't get to spend time, like, we're not just getting on in each other. Mm-hmm. If you do that, I'll listen. So it was kind of got simple, kind of simple, but I was like, it felt like an ultimatum almost, but I think. And his little 10-year-old heart, what he was saying is that, like, hey, our quality time matters. like, you know, has to be uh, consistent. It has to be there. And then what comes out of that can be really beautiful, you know. So uh, I think it's the same with God. I think God's really taught me some cool things over time and some deep things. But because I was there, because I was giving them that time and because I was making time for it. So... Um, yeah, something that was speaking to me through my time with God not too long ago. It's how Jesus was kind and uh and uh patient towards the people who are uh ungrateful and unthankful, you know. And uh, man, that blew my mind because I was struggling with that this morning, one morning, and I really had to tap into some compassion. But God was able to bring that to my heart real time when I was ready to be a jerk because I had some time with him that day. So it was pretty uh, it was pretty, it was a neat moment. So how about you, Abby?
1: No, that, I don't even know if I need to add anything. You guys are <laughs> rocking it. Um, I love how our kids can really show us some spiritual lessons. Um, that's a really awesome story. Um, I do agree. And I, I think I, I almost have like a frustration when um, when people are struggling and they're not spending daily time in the word um, being like the unemotional unsympathetic person that I am I'm like like whack them around and be like how can you expect like anything good to happen when because I I really like man this if there's anything we ever get across here on this podcast like if this is literally all you take away I, I would be happy and that is being in the word every day I'm sure we miss a day here and there but really trying to do every day, that is going to be absolutely life-changing in your life. And if you are not doing that, then take it up a notch and please do it. <laughs> I think if you're already in the word every day, one thing you may notice, uh, cause I definitely have, is that you have valley seasons where you are just showing up and you're just reading some words and like 10 minutes later, someone can say to you, what did you read? And you're like... Um, I am pretty sure I'm in this book, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, that's, you know, those kind of peaks and valleys, you know, those are the things that happen, I think to, to really push it to the max so to speak. I'm really, I'm really trying to use your word here. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> yeah, no, it's natural. You're doing good.
1: I, thank you. I'm truly really trying. Um, is, is being okay with, and I'm speaking to all the other type A people, it's like throwing your Bible plans out the window, how many chapters you need to read today um, and really just, you know, praying a little prayer beforehand. Like, what do you want to say to me, God? Like, you know, should I turn somewhere different? Not like, Bible roulette, by any means, but by really, um, maybe you're just stuck in Deuteronomy and you need to move on. That's fine. Like, <laughs> go, you know, be reading in various places in the Word. Um, I'm currently doing a um, a read through First Corinthians with the ladies, um, and uh, that I've been kind of discipling, and that's been really cool. Like readings with them so it's kind of changed things up a little bit so having a partner to read through a book of the bible with someone that you can discuss it and kind of get new eyes on it um, is a really great way to just change things up um, and then i think the other thing that's been helpful for me which is also a discipline for me is a scripture memory um, because it is really kind of what you guys were saying like it's having to repeat it have it really seep in and you're actually thinking about each and every word um as an english major the way i memorize is by really thinking about the word choices and so i can get so much more out of a piece just one piece of scripture by having to try to commit it to memory um so that's been really helpful for me um and i always find that the verses that i commit to memory then are like really crucial and what I, whatever i'm going through and i'm like oh now i see it i see why i needed the love chapter (laughs) because i'm not super loving so um i think i think that those are have all been really helpful for me to kind of get out of those those seasons um when the day-to-day is hard but if you're not doing the day-to-day please do it you are missing out on a really amazing relationship with jesus do it do it
0: man you guys are on fire this morning I thought that was really good <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I really do think that everything that you guys share can really take a person to that next level like it'll help you go deeper in the word it'll hand, and it, it'll enhance your, your time with God <laughs> I really do and um I think so and uh yeah this is a way to max out like you know be prepared um be consistent I think that matters a whole lot don't go to the gym with pants on, like, you know, like Andrew was saying, bring a pen," you know, like, you never know what God's going to show you at that moment, and like Abby said, later, you can forget, like, you, that stuff can slip away from you, so grab that pen and, uh and be ready.
1: Man, that pants on quote is, <laughs> never heard that one before, but sure. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> oh, man, so for our final segment, we're getting into our faith and culture segment. And we really want to be present in the segment. Uh, we want to talk about real world things that are going on in our lives today, like right now. And um, yeah, so with these topics, we want to be creative. It will never be easy because these are, you know, hot button sensitive topics. But We don't want to shy away from them and uh, not speak on them. So our topic for today, we are talking about uh, June and June, of course, is Pride Month. And um, yeah, I know there's a lot going on. There's a lot of uh, press about it. There's a lot, uh, just, yeah, it's, it's it's a, you know, it's happening. So how should we as believers, similar to uh, Louie's question, on to uh, the movements of today and the laws of today? And, yeah, I would love to just hear your guys' thoughts so that we can encourage people who, uh, who aren't talking about
1: Okay, I'm going to go first.
0: <laughs> you got this, Abby.
1: We all were like, not it. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, this really hit home this year. I feel like more than ever, Pride Month has really infiltrated my life. Um, I feel like and the past, maybe it's just been a, like a slow creep. I don't know. But all I know is that in March, no, April, May, maybe it was May. So it was just the month before the month before, but you know how all stores start a celebration before it happens. So I, uh, my kids had a random day off from school. And so we were there with me and I was going into Target and there was a giant pride display. And my kids were like, Oh, look at that. Oh my goodness. It's so fabulous. Like you (laughs) love rainbows, mom. Like, should we buy you all these shirts? And I was like, "Mm, no. And they were like, but you love rainbows.
0: <laughs> What's the issue? What, what? I
1: mean, why wouldn't you? And, you know, they're not wrong. I do buy pretty much every rainbow I see. So I was like, well, this is a different rainbow. So I could not believe that I was having to talk about Pride Month with my children and Target. I don't think that we've really talked about um, the uh, the... How many letters are there now? I'm gonna like mess up L B G Q plus B. Anyway, we have not really discussed that a lot with our children. Um, We just try to hold off as long as possible. But I was actually a little bit convicted um, that this is the world that my kids are living into, and it really is becoming more and more prevalent um, that this is being talked about. Um, And so we did have um, just a conversation about what it meant um, and. Then um, we also, I followed up with, you know, that that was something that, you know, Jesus and, well, when God, you know, created us, that he had different plans for man, man and woman. Um, and so that this was how, you know, just unhappiness and sin has, has really changed and warped what God has to be a perfect thing. So um, it was really messy, just as what I just said was. And um, I was just couldn't believe that I was having to do it in Target and I was pretty mad about it, honestly. Um, so I think uh, what I wanted to share today about this um, is that it's so very much in our faces and you can go either two directions to, in my mind that are not great. And I'm mean, gonna hope to try to find a middle place. But the two directions that I think i am seeing today um, are one being because we're being so infiltrated um, by this culture and by the world that lies to us um, that many believers really have misunderstood uh, what loving our neighbor really looks like um, into allowing everyone to do whatever they feel good about. Um, I actually had a really great conversation with a friend online just a few days ago. I felt like this once again was a really timely topic um, because I just asked her like how she had, had come to these conclusions of inclusivity as being the equivalent of love. And she actually admitted to me that she had not spent a lot of time in scripture, but that instead she had talked to a lot of people and read a lot of people's books. And so I was like, thanks for sharing how you've come to these conclusions. Maybe you can spend some time in the Word and maybe I can spend some time in the Word and maybe we can talk about it. Um, so hopefully yeah. that will happen. So if, if you too are feeling a little confused because the world's message is loud. It's literally in Target. It's literally on our apps and our phones and in our commercials on TV. Um, and you're starting to feel a little confused about where we stand as believers. Then please get in the word. <laughs> um, there's uh, a lot being said about how we should interpret scripture on this. Um, but just remember that we, The truth is actually a lot easier to see and when we have to manipulate scripture and twist it and turn it and go to all these different sources to make our message work then that's probably not great so just remember that too um and then i think the other side is hate so either like you know Mm -hmm. being super inclusive or being super hateful and we Mm -hmm. have to remember too that we are all sinful (laughs) and we are all falling short (laughs) Of the glory of God, and so we have to show mercy um, in how we treat others um, who are struggling in this area. Both those who are just, you know, maybe on that inclusive route, or those who are literally struggling with these issues. Like these are real; they really are a thing, and um, and we should show compassion. So uh, I think that those are kind of the two sort of negative sides that I've seen. But I want to hear what you guys think.
2: we're talking about how how do we as believers navigate pride Pride month Mm -hmm. yeah pride month um and i i think that that is one of the things that that has shifted is as i think the way we we talked about this before we started recording was um as as culture itself becomes um you know culture is, is, is a thing in motion it's not it's not static and in, in this particular area, for sure, the culture has, has gone from, hey, let's, let's be inclusive to let's celebrate. And that's really what Pride Month is. Pride Month is a celebration of um, these, these alternative ways of understanding and living out sexuality. Uh, for us as believers, you know, sexuality is, is rooted in God's order, God's design, God's, God's purpose from the very beginning which we can read about in scripture. So for us, you know, um, nothing has changed in terms of the reality of what God intends for men and women. Um, but culturally we've kind of swung around to where this is now, um, this is now a celebration and I don't, I, I, I'm going to be a little bit dramatic here. So, but it's just to sort of set the, the, the direction. Like I said, I was just reading in, in, um, Daniel and there's there's a chapter in Daniel where the King Nebuchadnezzar creates this giant statue and um and it's not just an alternative god then he tells all the people hey you have to worship this you have to you have to celebrate when you hear the music um you have to bow down and if you don't bow down you're going to stand out because you're going to be that one or two and sure enough there were three people that didn't (laughs) bow down and they stood out very quickly um and I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, these guys were thrown into a, a furnace of fire. So obviously, I'm not saying that our culture is that way. But I am saying that we're moving towards a place where if you don't, even if you're just quiet, even if you don't celebrate, more and more, you're going to stand out as, as being um, intolerant or backwards and um, I, I love what you said, Abby, that the first thing that we need to do as believers is we need to study the scripture. We need to make sure that if we're drawing a hard line on a, on a difficult emotional issue, it's not because we don't want to change, but it's because what we see in scriptures is what we're trying to, to hold true to. Um, and so we need to have good biblical reasons for the views that we have and the convictions that we have around sexuality in general and uh homosexuality and uh some of the other alternative lifestyles transgenderism um that that we see being actively promoted um in our culture today like we we need to know what what does the scripture say uh, and this is why this is why i view things the way that i do um so the flip side of that, or the I guess the other side, like you said, is we probably all have friends um, who themselves are identify as gay or lesbian. Um, people that are, are in our circles, And even if you don't think you do, you probably do. So there's people that are uh, there are real people. So there's this larger cultural issue that that we need to navigate. And then I love what you said about the but the way we. Hold these views, and the way that we communicate um, should still be loving. Um, it doesn't mean that that we can change what God has said um, about this issue, but but He's also said that that we should be loving, and even in the Scriptures, we find out that many, you know, some of the early church believers had come out of a lifestyle of homosexuality. Specifically, you read about that in First Corinthians. So it's not a new issue um, that we're facing today. Um, and there's a lot that the scripture can, can give us guidance on. But we're going to have to deal with it. You can't just ignore it. Like you said, you're going into Target with your family. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's, the, that's the last thing I'll say on this, guys, is that um, we're talking about this today not because we want to make this an issue. We're talking about this because the culture has decided that this is going to be an issue and, and that the culture itself is going to take a very definitive stance on this particular uh, way of life. And it's a, it's a stance that's at odds with the faith that we've inherited um, through scriptures and, and as believers in Jesus. So we have to address it not because we just you know want to you know, get on a, on a grandstand. We have to address it because you're going to be going into a store with your, with your young kids and having a conversation about rainbows. So I hope those who are listening who, who might not do this the same way that we do will understand that hey, this is, this is not something that we're trying to attack uh, those who have differing viewpoints on. Um, we're responding to a message that is, you know, this whole month being promoted specifically and uh, throughout the, the rest of the year as well.
0: Yeah, and I appreciate you guys a lot. I appreciate you giving your thoughts early on that. And uh, I kind of keep my, I, I, I totally was, you know, and taking a lot of what you guys said. So just want to let you know, I appreciate it a lot. And uh, I would say uh, in a different way, like this could be a, for me, it's almost motivating. Um, people are so bold you know, and people are so, you know, out there. And like, uh, just, I, I feel like we can do the same thing. Cause we've been talking about this whole segment has been about, I mean, this whole podcast has been about going deeper with God, maxing out with God, like, Pushing it to the limit you know? so like man when i see the world around me i'm inspired to tell them that hey jesus is is able like he's he's more than a conqueror like there's no mountain that that you can't climb with him you know so no matter what it might be and uh so every time i see something that's um you know like you said in opposition of our faith or you know something that just goes against what we knew and believe um and it inspires me to go out there and be bold about our faith. You know? and, uh, that doesn't mean that you can't be tactical, you can't be grateful and loving, um, but yeah, it makes me want to stand up by the truth that we believe in and have faith in God. You know that He's going to move in people's hearts. You know, so um, I think yeah, you know, I know that uh, switching it up a little bit. I know the Jehovah's Witnesses—they get out super early in the morning, and I'm like they're almost militant about their faith. You know? And uh, not that I'm coveting them or. know, get jealous, but I'm like, they're, they're doing that. You know, like I can do the bare, bare minimum and talk to my neighbor about the faith and and really engage folks about the faith. Yeah. I I hope that helped guys. And uh, if you have any recommendations on topics, faith and culture too, we'd love to hear them. Uh, But I think this is a good place to wrap up the episode. So if you like what we're doing here, please like the video on YouTube, comments anywhere, everywhere. They help a review. is super solid. And uh, I think we're at 3 357 subscribers on our YouTube page. And I just want to say, man, there's there's people who have pages of running over things, like they're literally back in their cars up <laughs> and they're running over things, and they have like all of these subscribers, man. Like, can we get to 500? Like, can we do that? Can you guys help us out? Okay, all right, thanks. I will totally write over
1: something. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do that without trying. <laughs> right, <Exactly>. it works. <laughs> it's a real thing, guys. Yeah, so we will see you guys next time. Take care. Bye Hi guys.
2: Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.